take your Bibles tonight and turn to Matthew chapter 26. Matthew 26. Thank you for being here tonight. A tremendous crowd on a Sunday night. And, um, do you know the song by heart, the chorus, I need thee, oh, I need thee? Oh, the song's just been in my heart this afternoon. Just sing the chorus with me, all right, a cappella. I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. This message reminded me of that song. If you look at verse number 31 of chapter 26 of the book of Matthew, sometimes you're reading the word of God and it's, it doesn't seem like anything is sticking and you're, 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 you're laboring, but you... It's just not jumping off the page. And then sometimes there's certain words that just uh, reach, just rivet in your heart, uh, the, the words that you've read many, many times before, but all of a sudden they jump out at you. Uh, verse number 20, um, 31, please, of 26 of Matthew. Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. Why don't you imagine for a moment you're sitting and you're, you're, you're in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I realize the disciples have been in the presence of Christ for whatever, three and a half years, or roughly three to three and a half years at this point. We're, we're, we're coming towards the cross. But you've been in his presence, so you, you've, you've heard him speak a lot, right? When I come to this, it's, it's as if the disciples, as, as we would read the scriptures and not pick up on what he just said and who said it, right? And we, we glaze over it. It wouldn't really stand out to us. This passage, though, verse 26, uh, I, I, I started there, 26, or 31, I'm sorry. Then saith Jesus unto them, All ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock. So when it says, For it is written, what does that mean to us, church? What's, what's he doing there? He's quoting scripture. When he says, As it is written, he's going to tell us something that the Old Testament said. So he says to them, As it is written. Now, now this is interesting to me. As it is written is the Old Testament. But who's actually speaking the words right now? You have the Son of God saying what the Old Testament says. That's like deity on deity. You know, the, 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 he's the word. But he's speaking of what was said in there. And it just it, it stood out to me the, the way that this is compiled between he's quoting scripture and he himself is speaking. I will smite the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered abroad. But after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. And Peter answered and said unto him, What did he just say? 
all ye shall be offended because of me this night. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd. That's the Lord Jesus. Verse 32, but after I am risen again, I will go before you into Galilee. The name of the message tonight is three easy steps to denying the Lord. Peter answered and said unto him, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. He quoted the scriptures and he was speaking that all of you will offend me. But Peter steps up and he says, Oh no, everybody else in the world may be offended in you, Lord, but not me. I will never, I will never be offended in you. Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet I will never be offended. Well, this is a bit scary. God incarnate, Jesus Christ, just said, this is what will happen. And can you imagine staying there and say, oh, no, it won't. I'm Peter. Don't you know who I am? I'm, I, everybody else will, but you know me, Lord. I will never deny thee. Everybody else will, but not me. This could be just a, just a scotch of pride and arrogance there, huh? Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter said unto him, Though I should die with thee, yet will I not deny thee. Likewise also said all the disciples. Then an amazing thing, the confidence that he had in himself. Number one, easy step to denying the Lord is have confidence in yourself. That's why the song, I need thee, oh, I need thee, came to my mind. It was just like, Lord, I don't, I don't want to ever have confidence in myself. Do I at times? I suppose I do. But boy, I sure wanted to be that way. I don't want to have confidence in myself. What a ridiculous thing to think that I could be confident in myself to do the work of God. Peter has confidence in himself. If, if, we're, going to, if we're going to fail the Lord, if we're going to actually do something as Peter did, deny the Lord, you have to, number one, be confident in yourself. Jesus said you'll all be offended Verse number 34, Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee this night before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Peter has put himself above the word of God. And we do that often, don't we? So many times we, we look at ourselves and we think that we're beyond what others would do. We're better than others. All everybody else might do this, Lord, but, but not me. You know, I grew up in a Christian home. I've never done anything like that before. Well, we probably have. Though I should die with thee, yet I'll not deny thee. He put himself above the word of God. Peter, in the presence of Christ, rejected his own. The words from the mouth of Jesus Christ rejected those regarding himself. If we're going to be people that are close to God, are you close to God tonight? If we're going to be people, we are not going to be dependent upon ourselves we're getting dependent on God if you were going to be somebody that is walking with God tonight 
Of course, we all love, we have a love-hate relationship with Peter in some sense. We, get, we, we see things like this and it's just like, whoa, that's, that's arrogant. Yet we do it ourselves. God's word says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And what? Lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. We know these words by heart. We know this passage very well. But how often do we find ourselves going down the path of I know what's best? Or, Lord, I would never do those things. These other people may do this, but I will never do this. Let's just fake this, Christians. We occasionally think we're strong enough to defeat certain things in our life. And yet we watch... Christian people that have perhaps gone to fundamental churches their whole life doing the very things that they thought they would never possibly do and going beyond what they ever thought they would do. How has that happened? We become confident in ourselves and we lose our confidence that Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit of God, are the things that are keeping us close to himself. And we must always understand our need for God Lord, if I get in a rock and a hard place, I'll call on you. We're not trusting on the Lord with all our heart. Lord, I've always wanted to do such and such with my life. It's an easy thing to do, to, to look at our lives and say, this is, this is my plan for my life. This is what I'd like to do. And I, I, don't, I don't see anything wrong in, in making plans. I, I think young people, you ought to plan Lord willing that you'd be able to go to Bible college. Many are in Bible college. I think it's a, it's a great plan for your life. The first step is to go, go to a Bible college. I think it's a safe step for your life. And so I, I'm not saying never just, okay, I'm just que sera, sera for the rest of my life. Just I'm going to wake up in the morning and say, okay, God, what am I going to do today? No, there's, there's, there's more to it than that. You go forward doing those things that God would lead you to do. Advice of parents especially. And how they would, and, and of course, your, your spiritual leaders at church. Uh, but trust in the Lord with all your heart. It's not, again, it's not wrong to make a plan for your life. But when we get entrenched on this is what I'm going to do, God, and I'm not flexible, I'm not, I'm not willing to follow your will, I will tell you, uh, my life is not going as planned. So what I would tell you is simply this, always have a willing heart for what God's going to call you to do. Things that, that God has allowed me to do in life have, have, have come from places I never saw them coming. And so I was day to day walking with God, getting up, going to work, doing the things that we, that we necessarily do. But what happens, God's going to step into your life perhaps, and he's going to lead you to do something else. So just what I, what I would tell you tonight is, is you have to have a plan in life. You've got to get up. You've got to get a job. You've got to support your family. But have a willing heart to the openness of God. If he speaks and opens the door to you, um, go for it. If you believe God, God has that for you, don't ever get locked into, well, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Be open to what God can do in your life. Never shut those doors. I'm a very young person, I realize, but I still want to leave my doors open to what God may have for me. I have no idea. He has surprised me over and over again. And I got to tell you, his plan is way cooler than my plan. Amen.
Lord, I've always done what I wanted to do with my life. Is God directing you to have confidence in yourself? Or are we confident in the Lord Jesus Christ? 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness, and what concord hath Christ with Belial, and what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Wherefore, come from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. And I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. God has directed us in the scriptures, as you can see in the passage I just read from 2 Corinthians. But sometimes we get our heads strong, and we're, what are we not doing? We're not following God's will for our life. We're not, we're not submitting to God. We've got our own plan together. And what will happen when we have our plan together and we think we're going to see a certain direction, God will insert to our directive people and things that are not of the Lord. But you must be very careful to follow what God has for you, not what people coming into your life. I don't care who you are, Christian, there's going to be people that come into your life that seem like great people that don't know Christ as their Savior. Young people, be very, very leery of, of, of who you're dating. Make sure there's somebody that knows Christ as their Savior. It's, it's, it's absolutely imperative that you marry somebody like-minded that's a believer. How can two walk together and necessarily be, be agreed? And so these are certain principles of life, of Christian life, that we know. Otherwise, we're going fi to find ourselves what? We're going to find ourselves out of God's will as, as Peter. And he says, touch not the unclean thing. There's so many things in life that we find ourselves getting into. Uh, new friends at work that are not saved. They say, hey, why don't, why don't you go out with us tonight? We're just going to grab something to eat. It sounds pretty benign, doesn't it? But can I tell you something? When, you're, when a friend at work invites you to go somewhere to get something to eat, the likelihood is they're not going to just get something to eat. There's going to be more to it than that. It's going to be things that you're not going to want to have lined yourself with. There's things in, in, in places that all of a sudden you're going to find, uh-oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. When you line yourself up with the lost, you're going to find that sometimes you find yourself in positions that you did not expect to be in, and it's, it's too late after you're there. Many, many Christian people are getting sucked into things that they never thought they would do because they went with a friend from work that they thought was a good person and wound up in a place that they shouldn't have been. You say, Pastor, never, never happened to me. Oh, I'll never deny thee, Lord. Everybody else will, but I won't. That's the kind of talk that is. Oh, that'll never happen to me. Oh, mightier than you have fallen. And so young people, adults, all of us always need to keep our guard up if we're not going to fall into this attitude that, that Peter had of being confident in himself. Because we take things in our life and we take matters into our hand and we think, well, I, I won't be tempted. I won't fall into that. I, you know, I've been a Christian all my life. I'm not going to fall for this now. Well, greater than you have fallen. Be very, very careful who you're going with and where you're going, especially young people. We think we can get by. Peter thought he could do something that everybody else could not, everybody else would fall, but he wouldn't. And uh, obviously that was a falsehood. Peter not only fell, but he denied the Lord. 
and then caused himself to be in such, such despair, the Bible says he wept bitterly because he did exactly what he said he wasn't going to do. Step number two, prayerlessness. Chapter 26, verse number 40. 2640. And he cometh into the disciples and findeth them asleep and said unto Peter, What could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away the second time and prayed, saying, O oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again for their eyes were heavy. And he left them and went again, uh, away again, the, prayed the third time, saying the same words. Then cometh he to his disciples and saith unto them, Sleep on now. Prayerlessness. First thing we find that he feels very confident in, in, his own, in his own self, in his own life, in his own strength. And then we find that this man that just said, I will never deny you, Lord. You know, if you're not going to deny the Lord and you really believe that that's going to happen, I would think you would understand that prayer is going to be a pretty significant piece of that not happening in our lives. But we find Peter here in a state of prayerlessness. The Lord's trying to get him to, of course, our Lord is in the Garden of Gethsemane and is, as it were, great drops of blood. He's in such agonizing uh, inner struggle and pain because he's going to the cross and he says, to the Father, not as I will, but as thou wilt. Ask him to let the cup pass. It's, it's an agonizing, perhaps beside the cross, an agonizing moment, as the Bible says, great drops, as it were, great drops of blood that are falling from Christ. And he's begging his disciples to pray with him. But we find in the disciples, they're, sleep, they're sleeping, and there's no prayer going on with them. He says, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. He again warn, warns them of coming testing that they will face. Peter consistently falls asleep despite the warnings of our Lord, the things that are coming to him. Ladies and gentlemen, if our country is going to be spiritually healed, it's going to be spiritually healed because we are not prayerless, prayerless, prayerless Christians. This country is going to be healed if we are people of prayer. We just we had a we had a great week and a great weekend, and just the Lord really uh, gave us fruit this week, right? Just gave us fruit, and what a great blessing it was for us. And uh, just the Lord's been very gracious to us to see fruit almost every week. But a terrific week we had this last one especially. But if we're gonna if we're gonna be a church that's fruitful. We're going to have to be prayer, prayer, prayers. We're going to have to be people of prayer. If we're going to be people that are going to see miracles happen in our country, it's going to happen because of prayer. I've said it to you before, but it, every great revival started with prayer. You just, you just follow the history. It's just that's the way it starts. And if we're going to see our community reached, it's going to be because we're people of prayer. Peter, with all his good intentions, could not pray with the Lord one hour. He wanted to be that great warrior. He wanted to be that great Christian. He, he thought he was. He, 
I will never deny you, Lord. I mean, let's just face it. When he said those words, they weren't empty words. I mean, he meant it with all his heart, but it did not stop the outcome. Part of the reason it didn't stop the outcome because he was prayerless. He thought he could do it in his own strength. I will never. And when it came time to pray, the Lord told him he'd be tempted, but what happens? He's not praying. Consistently asleep, in spite of what the Lord had warned him. We so desire our country to be changed. We want our area to be changed. We've been very, very blessed here in Iowa. Um, politically, we've, we, our state has been very favorable to Christianity. Brother Eric, our governor, was going to make an announcement. I believe it was on a Friday, we heard, and so we were anxious to hear what was the announcement was to be right after COVID hit. And churches were shut down. There was going to be an announcement. Didn't know what it was. And so three weeks, I think we are down three weeks, and she opened all the churches. She didn't open any businesses. She opened all the churches. And what did we all feel right then? I don't know about you, but I felt like, oh, ye of little faith. I was praying that the Lord would open the church, but then he opened the church before anything else. It was like, whoa. Isn't it an amazing thing what God can do? He opened the churches of Iowa before anything else. God's blessed our state. We've been very fortunate to be here. And so let's, 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 let's hold up our political leaders. It makes a difference. Let's pray for them. Let's be people of prayer for our state and for our nation. It's so important that we don't find ourselves asleep on the watch because we're so confident that everything's gonna be okay and we'll never, this will never happen to us. This will happen to other countries, but it'll never happen to us. We're now beginning to wonder about that, aren't we? Let's be people of prayer. Let's don't be people that are so confident that we don't need prayer in our life. Number three, verse, uh, chapter 26, verse 58. But Peter followed him afar off unto the high priest's palace and went in and sat with the servants to see the end. Now the chief priests and elders and all the council saw false witness against Jesus to put him to death, but found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, yet found they none. At the last came two false witnesses. The verse I want you to see, though, is that Peter followed him afar off to the high priest's palace. Step number three, you'd be following me afar off. You'll have confidence in yourself. You'll find yourself prayerless because of the confidence that you have in yourself. You'll find that you don't need prayer, and if you don't need prayer, you're going to be finding out that you're afar off. And where you wanted to be and where you thought you were and where you wanted always to be, Lord, I will never, I will never deny you. He meant those words. He thought he'd never deny the Lord. But the confidence he had in himself and then the prayerlessness because of the confidence led to being afar off. Verse 58, what a, what a heart-wrenching story as we read it. We see as Peter weeps after he denies the Lord and it breaks all of our hearts because we know we're all guilty of it. And we see this broken-hearted man as he finds that all those things that he said to the Lord that he did not come through with. Verse number 69, now Peter sat without, I'm in 26, 59, now Peter sat without in the palace, and the damsel came unto him, saying, thou also was with Jesus of Galilee, but he denied before them all, saying, I know not what thou sayest. 
And when he was gone out into the porch, another saw him and said unto him that were, the, uh, that were there, this fellow also, well, I'm sorry, this fellow was also with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied with an oath, I do not know the man. And after a while came, came unto him that stood by and said to Peter, surely thou also art one of them, for thy speech bewrayeth thee. And he began to curse and to swear, saying, I know not the man. And immediately the cock crew. And Peter remembered the words of the Lord, which said, the word of the Lord which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. And he went out and wept bitterly. He started with confidence in himself, led him to prayerlessness, and then he found himself afar off. Ladies and gentlemen, I will tell you that is a pattern that all of us have followed and will always follow when we start with confidence in ourselves. That will lead us to prayerlessness, and then that will take us afar off from our Lord. And then you'll find yourself in a need, and you'll run to Christ, and guess where he's going to be? He's going to hear your prayer. But you'll be so much more comfortable coming to him if you come to him with a daily walk with the Lord. When those things are happening in your life, if you're walking with God, he will sustain you. Peter, what are you doing so far off? What are you doing so far away? Are you close to God tonight? There's only one answer to that question. The answer is yes or no. Because you don't have both. You are or you aren't. We like to think, well, Pastor, I'm, I haven't done anything really bad. I'm, we talked about that the other day. We're all sinners saved by grace, and unfortunately for us, we sin pretty much on the daily basis, amen? But we find ourselves away from the Lord very rapidly. He found confidence in himself. He failed to pray. He found himself falling afar off, doing what he believed he would never do, and then weeping bitterly. Young people, adults, we all find ourselves in the same condition. Young people, your decisions in some sense are so critical. For most of the adults in the room, the big decisions of life have been pretty well made. Now there'll be things like Pastor Nelson now in his older years has got a call to ministry and, uh, at Isles Anderson College. And uh, we're pleased and proud of him for that. But at the same time, we're very angry with him for that because uh, he's breaking our heart, right? But you don't know when God's going to call you to something. But be, be in tune with God because age is not a factor. God, God's going to, I mean, Pastor Nelson, what, what are you, 60, 58? What, what is, what's that number you got? You just don't know when the Lord's going to reach out and, and tell you this is what he wants you to do. So be, be ready for the call of God in your life. Sometimes we have plans and we think they're going to go the way we planned and, and then they just don't. There's no shock to God, and don't, don't, don't run from God. Run to him. God has a plan for your life. Don't find yourself afar off. Stay close to the Lord. You stay close to God, and he will always, you'll always know that you're in his will if you're walking with him. Just stay close to him. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed.
Let's just face it. None of us are the Christians that Peter was. We can look at him and we can easily see, wow, I can't believe Peter did that. But none of us would think that we were his equals. He was a great, great disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm sure Peter had gone through many trials. He had gone through many temptations. He had gone through much suffering. And he thought he was far above denying the Lord. But he wasn't. Let's just face it, we're no match for Peter. We're not above it either. We may think we are, but you put yourself in the same place he has. Let's stay dependent on the Lord day by day, week by week, year by year, as he guides and directs our path. We'll have our invitation sung. Let's all stand together, please. Altar's open. I would love to tell you what I think of Jesus.